Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, trying to bring you uh, information uh, across as many domains as possible uh, so you can make good decisions. We assemble teams of experts designed to increase things like your financial stability and survivability, and we've done that right here with our guest, Robert Kudla. And we're going to be talking about what Bob feels the next six months holds. And I'll tell you, with his uh, win rate of the trades that Trade Genius does at hovering around 65%, the enormous return on investment, I think his words are something you should listen to if you want to know what's coming and get that really big peak around the corner so you can make good plans. I think this is the show you really want to listen to. Bob, welcome to the show. Happy almost summer to you. Uh, we're, we're baking here in Arizona, but we'll soon be out there in California enjoying your good weather. Yeah, so your heat brings cold air for me, so keep it going. <laughs> I know it's, uh, but I do have a pool, um, so things things are good. If I didn't have a pool, and we're not having roving blackouts yet. In fact, let me start with that real quick. Roving blackouts. I'm having trouble finding the parameters behind this. I found two energy distributors, utility companies, that say, "Oh, it won't be any longer than an hour, maybe once every third day." Uh, but I'm getting a lot of maybe and what ifs, and and then most of the utility companies are silent. What do, what do you know about the roving blackouts that are coming? I don't know. That must be an Arizona thing. Our, oh, it's our national. No, are... Bob, it's national. It's been announced as national. Oh yeah, I haven't heard any of that. I heard that that um, you know at some point if consumption gets to be too high in California, they'll they'll start doing. Um, They'll start doing blackouts, but it'll be mostly the blackouts will start showing up on the shoulder time between 4 and 7 p.m. when they run out of uh, uh, renewable energy um, uh, production, you know, from the sun. So that's all I that's all okay. I've heard so far. So you have me at a disadvantage. Well, you've heard it, more than I've heard with regard to that time frame. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just the time frame is such that it's um, uh, there's enough production during the day, let's like I said, if we get if LA gets over a hundred, then then yeah, that could be that could be a problem because they're just not they're just not turning on these these um these natural gas uh, secondary you know plants anymore. So they're just look. I I don't know if these people if it's their last hurrah before they all lose the next election, but they're. But they're all doubling down on insanity right now. The politics. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, is this, uh, you said, lack of energy production? Is this the, are you referring to Biden's failed energy plans where he's basically cut all domestic production of energy? So, sorry about that. That's all right. No, I, I think I think the, the audience there is expressing their displeasure towards Biden's economic policies. We've even got the yeah. dogs barking. Yeah, sorry um, about that. I mute you for a second. I, we have this one dog that just he just won't shut up. And uh, must be a Democrat. He is a Democrat. Doesn't say anything <laughs> either. And um, and he barks for no reason. So yeah, I guess so. Must have voted for Biden. But um, you know the uh, 
and I lost my train of thought. Okay, let me take you back. We, I, when we got the audience participation there, voicing displeasure towards Biden's energy policies, obviously. Um, oh, is, yeah. is it is it that we're losing uh, domestic production of energy? Is, is this could this be contributory to uh, um, these roving blackouts we've been promised? Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, so. First of all, Biden's energy policies aren't failing from Biden's perspective. They're, they're a feature. But, um, but the problem we're having now is because, again, it's the Europeans causing us grief, is that their lack of preparation for their, their conflict with, with Russia or disagreement or whatever is all of our natural gas now is being um, taken and it's being liquefied and it's being sent over to uh being sent over to Europe. And so now natural gas used to be a domestic. That's why gas in the U.S. was cheap. But now it's becoming commoditized internationally and prices are going much higher. And, you know, at the same time, you got the, the basically the Biden administration at any blue state is throwing up every roadblock they can to build out any additional capacity for uh, natural gas, coal, et cetera, et cetera. And then they also have been squeezing on the refineries. And then in California, they raised the taxes and they went ahead and um, they uh, changed the blend again for smog. And so they're causing even a double or a triple problem here. Yeah, I, that's um, yeah, it's, it's just never going to end. And, and um this is why people call it the planned demolition of America. We were talking about that in our pre-era discussion. This is a really common phrase. This is not conspiratorial, folks. You can't get this much wrong that many times and have it just be a coincidence. Look, they their 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 goal is is they want remember the complete transformation of the economy. Their problem is is that they I think they thought they they have a larger runway and more goodwill than they than they have. And so we have a problem, and um, that problem is um, is is that people are now really getting angry, super angry, and it's causing issues. And so now we have uh, uh, the Biden administration doesn't know what to do because they want to keep going down this path, but the plane may run into the end of the runway before they can get lift off. Well, you know, I don't think the people are buying their excuses anymore. I mean, we, we've heard it was uh, Putin's price hike. And in the very beginning, they were, uh, member Saki was saying on behalf of Biden, well, to help the people of Ukraine, we've got to make some sacrifices, which meant higher energy prices. And, and then it was the greedy oil companies. And then it's we're using too much. They're running out of BS excuses. And I don't think the public's buying it. They see it for what it is. Biden has cut energy production, and it's destroying our economy. Yeah, and, and it's it's more it's actually even more than that. It's it's they they've they've capped capacity. So you know they it's like even if we produce all the oil in the world right now, um, we don't have the capacity to turn it into into not into um, gasoline. Mm-hmm. So that's why they've been begging the Venezuelans. But guess where the Venezuelans get their oil refined in the U.S. Because we have the only refineries capable of doing um, of doing what's called sour crude. And so it's uh, yeah, they screwed the pooch. And so now what they're hoping is going to happen is that they're going to they're going to um, uh, try to get people out of their cars. But the problem is is that we're not constructed as a, a nation and an economy to be able to to operate in that fashion. You know, we're we're spread out. We're not sitting in European cities where people can get on the bus. And then these cities are hell holes. So there's no way, unless you absolutely put a gun to your head, because a gun will be put to your head. If you get on that, you're just a mark for the criminals that they're letting out. So they've created a situation where it's lose, lose, lose all the way around. And the polling data is squarely, squarely looking at um, the Biden administration on this. Now, having said all that, Dave, is that, look, they want to win the midterm elections, right? And let's just, let's just set the cheating aside for a second, okay? Can't talk, no, we, we can't. Unfortunately, 
on this venue, we can't talk about that. Yeah. So let's set that aside for a second and and uh, and and talk about if I was the Democratic um, a uh, advisor at this point, is I'd want to get all the puking out of the way now, so that when you're riding into November, it looks like you solved the problem. Okay. So there is a long-term historical charts that show that the that the second year of a first-term Democratic president is that you, you make your stock market lows in June, and then you end a year flat. So right now, I don't know, we're down 20% for the year, something like that. And June, we're making our lows for the year right now. And so, and then you have the the uh, Federal Reserve doing their meeting on Wednesday, and and everything's puking up right now. So my my suspicion is if that holds, and it makes sense for it to hold because Democrats they crave only one thing more than than money is power, and so they're going to try to basically manipulate the economy into some sort of uh, we're on the right path higher again. So my expectation is the lows are going to be in this month for the stock market and that they're going to go ahead and do whatever they can. Remember, oil, we go into the shoulder season here starting in July and August because summer driving ends. And so you'll start seeing probably a, 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 a reduction in the cost of, of energy going into November. And then uh, things will actually start to stabilize. And so that's my view on this. And then... Mm. Food will actually still go up just because uh, things are even outside their, their ability to manipulate food. So so that's my view on it. I'm, but we're not out of the woods by any shape, way, shape, or form. I'm just saying that you're going to probably see a low in the stock market here, and then you're going to start seeing a uh, um, uh, an attempt to, to make things look like we're building it back better. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's my view. So that's my expectation is this week we'll probably see the low in the stock market. And and then uh, and let me give you a technical reason for that. Set aside the politics for a second. So when people protect their positions, they do you can only protect yourself in two ways. Either you you um, short the market through puts or shorting stocks, or you close your trade. So right now we have an incredible imbalance in what's called the puts, which are protection call ratio, which means speculation. It's it's heavy towards the puts, and we have an event coming up this week. So once that is a known event, what the Federal Reserve is going to do, the Fed is not in the market again till August, okay? And then July is kind of a doldrum. People beat feet out of there. It's summertime trading gets uh gets pretty benign. So nobody's going to hold puts, roll those puts into July because that means they'll probably get eaten up because the market's not going to move that much in July. Remember, there's no uh, earnings reports to the end of July. There's no Fed in the market. Summertime trading dries up. And so what happens is then you close those puts. Right now you're taking, you're making money. You bought, you took those puts, you're making money. Or you puts and you closed your position. Once you do that, the market makers, as you close your puts, the future prices go higher. And that's where these short squeezes come from. So right now when everybody's screaming the market's over, it's going to die. I mean, I have people even on my in my room right now saying this is it. The world's ending. I'll never buy stocks again. That's exactly when the stock market will do one of these tear your head off rips. And I'm talking 10, 15, 20% higher kind of moves. And so that's my expectation but if you don't want to do all that, just own energy, food, and shipping. And then uh, as soon as uh, uh, the Fed gets done with the meeting here, July to October is the season for gold and silver. So start adding gold and silver miners. And that's kind of where I'm at. And that's where we're trading. That's what we own. Uh, I'm not screwing around with anything else. And, and, um, and, and you'll be well rewarded over time being in those markets because – that's what's going to move over the next three to five years is you have to own things that hurt when you drop them. You don't want to own financial assets. Give an example of what you mean by financial asset. Um, high tech companies that are, um, that were basically funded through venture capital money. 
okay, they've been lifted up immensely, okay? So that's what I mean by a financial asset. And, you know, anything that has what they have very little tangible assets, everything they own is intangible. So, um, for example, if you don't have any money, you're not going to buy things. If you don't buy things, advertisers aren't going to advertise, right? So that's going to affect Google. That's going to affect Facebook. That's going to affect Twitter. Got it? If you don't have any money, you're not going to uh, buy $1,500 phones, right? But you do have to get to work. So you're going to buy oil. <laughs> you're going to buy gasoline, right? You have to heat your home. You're going to buy natural gas. And uh, and then if you're not in financial assets and you're rich, um, you're going to buy something that can't be diluted away, i.e. gold and silver and the miners that produce them. And so that's where you... That's where you shift your money, and you shift your money out of things that have what's called no tangible assets. You know, gold has a tangible asset. It's it, you can see it as tangible, right? Intangible companies are like, hey, just because the ten-year yield is down at points. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time six percent that means my pe ratio could be 50 okay but now the pe ratio and the, the 10 years at 3.3 percent all right well now my my ratio has to be down around 10 to 11 right <laughs> and that means my stock is overvalued by 80%. And that's exactly what you're seeing here with some of these companies. Some of these high-tech companies are down 70, 80, 90%, Dave. Oh, my God. They're blown up. So, What would be the most recognizable names of those? Um, Peloton. Really? Yeah. Look at Moderna. Look at Square. Well, they've kind of run their course right now. We're in this lull right now where... Moderna is not really needed nearly as much, so that makes sense. But Peloton, what's the purpose why Peloton's falling from grace? Zoom. Well, these were pandemic companies. Oh, I see. Stay-at-home exercise. Well, here's the other one. The cloud companies. Look at Snow. Look at Datadog. Look at Net. The companies are all down 75%, and they still have price-to-sales ratios of over 30. Okay. 
So you don't need storage capacity if your business isn't expanding. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 what this is all about. And so so this we're having a shift. There's a market shift going on right now and usually stuff gets sold faster than stuff gets bought. And so um except for energy, you know, I've been up until Friday I was at my high water mark on my total personal portfolio because I was so I'm so heavy in energy. Okay, and then I I started, you know, adding to my gold and silver positions here over the last couple of weeks, and uh, now today the market has got absolutely obliterated. Friday market went down, gold and silver went up. Today market's down a lot. Gold actually fell with it, but you know that's just because people are being um, they're being marched and called out of their positions, Dave. But gold and silver has been holding up really well in this environment. Oil didn't care. I think I'm looking at oil right now. Looking at my other screen while I talk to you, uh, oil's down, you know, 1.5 percent. It's still at 119 dollars a barrel. Okay, um, you know, in a situation if we think we're going into recession, oil would have been 20 dollars today, Dave. Okay, so we're going into recession with no supply. They call that, I believe, stagflation, right? Uh-huh. So then you start looking at what happened in the 70s. What happened in the 70s is that energy stayed strong until like 1979, and it finally broke. And then you have uh, gold and silver uh, and uranium went through the roof. So that's what I'm looking at. And that's kind of where I'm uh, positioning. I don't think that changes. And there's not enough ships, okay? So, um, you know, companies that are shipping petroleum products, that are shipping natural gas products, that are, that are shipping grains, all those all those ships will still be shipping. If you you know maybe if you're not if you're shipping cars or you're shipping consumer goods, you may not be as needed. But anybody shipping those things are absolutely going to be great. Pipeline companies, no problem. You know those are places where you're going to hide out and, and you're going to make money until the until the Biden administration uh, relinquishes the fact that they're that um, the American people are going to blow them out of power across the board if they don't fix the supply issue then um, the energy is going to stay high and then you can you can complain with everybody else but you're still making money <laughs> yeah I hear you but um, l- let me because we're talking about shipping here I want to go right into this because this is anecdotal for me Bob it's not based on hard research but I believe it's true because I'm getting voluminous support for this number um when i've asked truckers i said give me your feedback how high does diesel have to go to where your company will go out of business or you as an independent contractor can't afford to to truck and the number that i most often hear um, overwhelmingly is eight dollars a gallon for diesel um are we going to reach that and do you agree with that assessment the truckers are giving me yeah, well, I, th- I think the independent truckers are, are being blown out of the market right now, yeah. unless they can get surcharges. The independents but, tend to tell me six and seven. You're right, they're lower, exactly. Yeah, but um, I think we're over eight here in California, because um, I know in Mendocino, um, oil is almost $10 a gallon. So, And at diesel, I think, has been out outpacing um, gasoline, because they changed the mix. Mm-hmm. They're trying to produce more gasoline. Not enough, not enough diesel is being created. So, um, yeah, so it's a problem. And and but the shipping I'm talking about is I'm talking about boats. I'm not talking about trucks. Yeah, but I'm concerned about trucks because diesel delivers your gas. No, no, I understand that. But for me, as an investor, um, shipping co- trucking companies aren't like where I'm going to be making my money. I'm, you know, you're going to make your money on sh- on boats, and you're going to make your money on rail. Interesting. Trucks are going to be until okay. they get de- it's stabilized, and the surcharges start to flow through. Um, the trucks are going to be a harder. Remember, people don't they don't they're not buying as much. You see the sales to inventory ratios on the on the uh, on Walmart and Target and such. Right. It's out of control. So you have um, they're, they're not going to be buying stuff. Okay, but. You know, we still need to get refined energy around the world. We still need to get natural gas from here to there. You know, we need to have liquefied natural gas move, liquefied petroleum, 
you know, grains still need to move because not every country is self-sufficient in food. So those are the areas that I'm interested in owning. Um, you know, I'm not interested in owning a car company. I'm not interested in owning tech right at this point because, you know, right now, you know, you're not going to spend money on software or additional capacity for your servers if you think your customer uh, and revenue are going to drop 10 or 20% over the next two years. Mm-hmm. So... No, this, uh, it's interesting you're drawing the distinction between diesel deliveries and the supply chain exclusive of that. Uh, does one affect the other though? Oh yeah, everything's interconnected. So right now we, you know, we went from the virtuous cycle to the vicious cycle, right? And then, um, and then demand's gonna get destroyed here. The Federal Reserve's gonna get what they want. I just don't know if they, if they can pull the plane out of the dive before it hits the ground, right? And uh, and so at some point they're going to have to relent, you know, in terms of, of how hard. Look, they may keep raising interest rates, but they're going to have to engage engage QE, okay? Because they just can't um, they can't choke it off so far so fast. I'll give you an anecdote for myself. So my daughter is a hairstylist. And her salon that she's part of uh, had an open house, had a grand opening. They moved into a new new facility, and it's about forty miles away. So, as you know, California, um, the five and the four hundred five on a Sunday is a parking lot because people are coming, you know, up up from the desert and and uh, off from Vegas and up from Mexico, up from San Diego. And um, you just don't go out on the highways. It's packed. So um, I made 40 miles in 30 minutes. Nobody was on the road. We were marveling. I said, this is just like the pandemic time when nobody was, nobody's driving because, you, you, you know, it costs you a fortune now to, you know, to go out. Especially here in California, people have to get to and from work. You know, the, I think the average commute here in California is like 30 miles. Okay. And so... You know, people just, you know, running out of, they're running out of money and all the gas stations cap you at a hundred dollars. So, really? you know, so the people are probably are going out there without full tanks and, you know, some of these people have to fill up the tank twice a week. So we're already and, seeing gas rationing. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, seeing gas rationing is happening through economics. You're rationing yourself. No, but you just said they cap it at a hundred bucks. That's right. Oh, no, no. You can, you can then re go back in and put your debit card back into another hundred bucks. Okay. Most people don't though. They're like hundred dollars. They go, I gotta get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, so it's a problem. And, and so now people don't have the money and this is the money that they spent on oil. It's not that people were saving that money per se, but this is where they would go out to eat or they're saving to go on vacation, right? Or they're going to get their hair done or they're going to do this or going to do that. You know, now, you know, in the past, you know, you know, my wife used to fill her tank up, you know, once a week, right? It would cost her $65. Now it's costing her $140 to fill up her tank, right? So you're talking $260 more a month, you know, and, and if you're an average wage earner, right? That $260 was probably all the money you had to do things that you enjoyed, which makes life worth living, right? And that's the psychological impact of this is that, you know, people put up with a lot of stuff if they have the ability to spend money for themselves. But if you're sitting here all day sitting there going, okay, once I take care of my health bill, I got to take care of my rent slash mortgage, I got to go ahead and I got to pay for gas and I got to go pay for food. I don't have any money left over for me. Okay, that's when there are political revolutions. Okay, and I mean that in the most nonviolent way. People will vote the people out to satisfaction level. And look at Biden's approval ratings are down in the 20s now. In the 20s. And so um, they know that he's doing nothing about this. So that's that's when you start seeing things happen. But what happens then is that 60% of our economy is that extra spending, Dave. Okay? The rich don't spend because they are getting nervous because of all the things that they own. 
the poor don't spend because they can't, and the middle class stops spending because they have to too. And then all of a sudden, companies like Massage Envy, the nail place, the restaurants, you know, uh, vacations, Airbnb, you know, you'll start seeing cancellations across the board. And then next thing you know, we're in a really strong recession. And and that's what's probably going to happen. We're going to get this blip up into the election. And in 2023, and we talked about this before, that's when, when things are going to not look so nice. Well... I I I personally think that um, it's always darkest before the dawn, and the dawn's a ways off. How dark will things get? Yeah, so this will be. We're going to get a false dawn here, okay? And this is typical. These moves are like they're like three step moves, right? So, so this is really the first step down. We're going to get a relief rally, and everybody's going to be, oh, thank God, okay. And then the next move down is going to be the, the dark move. It won't be like this. It won't be like this, you know, where it's just dropping like straight down. It's going to be more like benign neglect. It's just going to be just constant grinding on you day after day after day after day. That's going to be the move that's going to be really bad for people. We'll get a reaction off of that. And then going into 2024, we'll pipe bottom out. You know, um, the speculation is is that, and I don't know because I don't think it's going to go as low as other people think. Um, but the speculation could be on the S and P five hundred, um, seventeen hundred, which would then be fifty percent off from here. This next bearish area is twenty six hundred, which kind of ties to what the co- company should be worth at this. Uh, a current inflation um, scenario, and then my scenario is that um, in the mid like thirty two hundred to thirty four hundred, which is another ten percent down from here, it's probably will will stop it because the Fed will have to react. But we can't stop a recession. So if you're in a business that's uh, that is uh, what I would call non essential services. And I'll give you an example. A plumber is an essential service. I'm not talking pandemic essential, non-essential, right? If you're a plumber, you're you're gonna if your pipes break, you have to call a plumber, right? A mechanic. If your car breaks, you have to call a mechanic. Massage therapist, uh, not so much. Okay, vets. Vets is really interesting when people are starting to turn their their dogs, cats back into the shelters again. So I would think there's gonna be a purge of vets. In this, you know, and um, now I'm interested in that because my, my wife's business is, is is dog boarding, and uh, and so so far we've not seen it, but I think there was pent up demand for travel this year, so we're kind of keeping an eye now on the our next up cycle, which is basically, you know, November and December when people start taking their holiday vacations. Mm-hmm. We're seeing we're looking at the bookings for that right now, but summertime so far so good, but. I'm starting to see anecdotal evidence through shelters are starting to have dogs back in again. And so those are the things you watch out for. And so those are not essential. So even my wife and I, you know, we do okay for a living. And uh, we, we even talked about we're going to basically go on a lockdown too. You know, um, we got to think through our trips. Let's not, let's not just go out the home, then out the home. Let's double. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Love, just like we had to do when we were kids. You know, and uh, just because, you know, it's just wise being prudent. And then, you know, uh, we used to go out to eat every week. Uh, we'll still probably do that for now. But at some point, I'll cut that back, too. I don't like going out to eat anyway. I do it for the family. But, you know, um, but you know, there you'll start seeing those things and happen. And that will be repeated across the board. You know, and you think of your own life. You know, you, I'm sure you're thinking as we're talking is that you're probably conversations you and your wife are having about what you're not going to do 
everybody's affected by this. I don't care if you're super rich, you're affected by this because you're watching. I'll give you an example. So you know where I live. I live probably in some of the nicest real estate in the in the world, and along the coast is these beautiful homes. You know they go from anywhere from minimum five million up to forty million. Well, those home prices are below 2017 prices now, Dave. Okay, the luxury home market is dead. People are losing money. If you speculated in the luxury market in the last three years, you are underwater now. So, uh, looking at the uh, the comps and the sales on that, and so um, when rich people start seeing that they can't spend money, and in fact they're losing money on transactions, and their stock portfolios are going down, okay, and the company they work for stock is going down, and the board is telling you that. You, you, you get kind of they shut down too, so it's a uh, it's going to be one of those daisy chains, and so that's that's why you'll see demand to get dest- destroyed here, and lots of stuff gets imprinted on people, and and so the Biden administration is not going to be able to turn the light switch back on again. Uh, people will go to ground and stay in ground for a while. They'll weather it out through November. Is that what you think? No, I'm talking about over the next decade. Really? Sure, this is a decade projection? My goodness. Oh, well, I think, you know, we bought them at 24, okay? But it, it affects people for a long time. So... Was this stuff unavoidable with or without Biden? Oh, I would say probably 70% of this is, is self-inflicted wound. 30% of it was demographics, right? You know, uh, you and I are... I guess similar in age, right? At least in age brackets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not looking to get a bigger home, right? Our next move would be a smaller home, right? Mm-hmm. Or sell my home and rent because I don't want to be an older person trying to try to take care of a home, right? So, and then my daughter couldn't buy my house. In fact, I don't know anybody that's 30 year old that can buy my house, right? So, so you have that you're dealing with. You're dealing with, um, with with that aspect of it, and that's not going to change. That's over the next ten years. And then on the on the on the you know the employment front, you know we're losing a lot of skilled labor as it retires, right? The younger generation didn't get into anything with skills. They went into everything that was right intangible. I call it the Corona. It was the Corona economy. You know, I want to live in the city like a yuppie, and you know work at a bar, work at a coffee shop, work at a restaurant, you know, have a cool job, be a web designer, that kind of crap. And But nobody wanted to be a welder. So we're going to have to have a shift back to that. And so, you know, those kind of things are, those things take five to ten years to to play themselves out. I'm not, look, I'm not being all negative. I'm just telling you that there's a definite the shift is coming, and it's, it's secular. It's not going to be transitory. Is it going to be global, or are we going to get left behind as a nation? Oh, it's global. We're, you know, I am absolutely optimistic. Unless we vote in another Democrat, uh, is that I'm absolutely, absolutely optimistic that we'll be the the one-eyed king in the land of the blind. China's <laughs> demographics are accelerating well beyond us, and um, Japan. And Europe, same, 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 and their economies are more rigid. You know, at least the way our political system is, it's harder for them to do what they did in Canada and stuff like that. And I think people have uh, lockdown fatigue right now, or uh, martial law fatigue right now. You know, so where they just like command you because it's an emergency. I think people are kind of um, they're kind of over that, and so. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think the United States is going to be in relatively good shape. Yeah, but I I don't know. As a Chinese uh, professor from Beijing University said, to, to suggest that the United States is in decline belies the fact that the biggest thing that I look for is where are the lines asking for visas to what country? <laughs> Until there's no line... At the American Embassy for a visa, <laughs> America's doing fine. And I agree with that. His point being 
is that if there was no restrictions on mobility in the world for people to live where they want to live, everybody and their brother would move to the United States. And so that tells you all you need to know. There's one thing I've looked into, though, and, and, and I don't think the numbers may be significant enough to affect the general trend that you're talking about, but a lot of seven- and eight-figure income people now do not like the U.S. embracing the notion of digital and so they're looking to go to countries that think will reduce or not or, or resist digital, and they're going to bank with them. Maybe not live there, but maybe you know have visa visitations and that kind of thing. And and uh, the Bahamas are real popular. Some of Latin America is real popular now with that. Uh, do you see this as a growing trend, or is this an anomaly? Well, I think a lot of wealthy people already have money in those countries. You're talking about the Cayman Islands. You're talking about Norfolk Island. The problem you have is is where you're going to be consuming and where you're going to be investing. You know, if Europe, United States, Japan, and uh, uh, China all decide that they're going digital, you know, you, you know, your money going to be stuck in the Cayman Islands for the rest of your life. So, you know, um, you know, so it's, it's it, that's a hard one. If those countries all go digital, you, you're you know, you're going to kind of be stuck unless that, that's where you want your money to be for the rest of your life. Yeah. Digital, you, digital scares money, me because... Money, it, money is already digital, Dave. You, you're talking about central bank controlled digital, right? <clears throat> yeah, but um, I think what people are really worried about, the ones I talk to, they're worried about being Justin Trudeau when digital shows up. In other words, you got the wrong political view. You voted for the wrong person. We're seizing your bank account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's why a lot of those people already have their assets out of the country already. You know, the problem is, is they're not going to seize your bank account. They'll just they'll seize your assets. Look what look what look what Russia did. We decided we were sanctioning Russia, and Russia went in there and said, "Okay, we're taking everything." And look what we did to Russia. We're taking your boat. So bank accounts are just part of Look, most people's wealth isn't in the bank. Most it's in their, it's in their property, you yeah. know. Property and their businesses, and that you can't move that. So, um, so yeah. So I think it might be something to worry about, but unless you're willing to move your assets completely into these countries and hope these countries don't get bullied into doing the same thing. Exactly. You know, yep. Some of these countries just... America says, well, we're just not going to allow you to do any transactions with us unless you um, you seize those 12 assets. They owe us money. You know, so you're going to get you're going to get that kind of. And, you know, it used to be safe. Hey, I can move my money in New Zealand or Australia. But look at those countries. They went woker than us. Right. Yes. So where are you going to put your money? You know, these small island places are really they're just money laundering operations. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about them as much. Um, you know, there's a few. I, I hear what you're saying, but you know, attractive places right now um, on this model, uh, Ecuador, although that's diminishing because of the Chinese influence, um, and uh, Uruguay is popular. Yeah. Coast, Costa Rica is popular right now. Have a, has a huge American expat population. So, I mean, they're still viable places, but you're right. How long will they hold out against external pressure? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you know, it's, it's like anything else. You have to spread your bets, right? But, that's, uh, that's what the people are telling me that are doing this. Yeah. The one guy, one guy said to me, and he actually has a business that specializes in helping people do this. He said, I'd rather have five chances to be right than put all my eggs in one basket and be wrong. Yeah. And look, I think, you know, although I know Bitcoin's just getting hammered right now, is that, um, you know, once the Federal Reserve stops raising interest rates, you know, Bitcoin will probably move up with gold and silver. Is that, um, but that's just another place where, where people are going to hide out. But look, if you bought Bitcoin at 65,000 and now it's at 23,000, you lost 60% of your money, right? So, and one thing people don't realize about Bitcoin, Bitcoin's done this six times already. It does these crazy moves all the time like that. It's not, you're dealing with the purest market out there in a sense that, uh, you know, there, there's no the hedging is limited in it. So when it's when it's euphoric, it's euphoric. When it's when it's pessimistic, it's awful. 
you know, I think we've had like four or five ninety percent down moves, and it makes them next a new high in the next time. So, you know, the thing is, you have to do is you, you have to, you know, if you have that much wealth, you have to spread your bets. You know, and that's why governments are desperate to get rid of cash because they they absolutely want to be able to. And let's take them at their word that their 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 view is totally benign, right? That they have no nefarious. Is that they they want to be able to direct the spending, okay? They don't want to rely on you. You know, their models say that we should be buying washing machines, right? So they'll go ahead and they'll take money out of your account and send you a washing machine. That's that's the kind of stuff that that's the kind of stuff that gets bandied about, saying that you know um, we're going to uh, um, we think these twelve rich people need to be paying more, not everybody in general. So we're going to go ahead and just tax those twelve rich people. We're going to take their cash and direct it into buying uh, fence posts over here. That's the kind of that's the kind of machine learning digital economy that they want. They, you're you are out of the buying and selling equation. You are simply an asset that's going to be used to generate, you know, revenue streams for the for the for the uh, people in power. That's that's kind of what they want to do. And China dabbled with this before with their social credit system. They not only told people that. Hey, we should be buying, and I'm making up because I forget the story. But you have to buy bicycles, not just any bicycle. You have to buy bicycles that are in these categories, and then you get an upvote on your social credit score. If you buy bicycles in these categories, you get downvote. If you don't buy bicycles, we're taxing you. Okay, so they've already started experimenting with with what's called directed stimulus, and that's desperately what the bankers want to do. They want to sit there and say, you're total idiot. And so, you know, we don't want you to save money. If you save money, you hurt the economy, i.e. our ability to generate tax revenue and banking fee income. Okay, so therefore, we're going to make you do it. Just like everybody thinks the Health Care Act was for health care. The Health Care Act was to force, force domestic spending, right, and force it out of people's pockets. You know, you can't not have health insurance. You have to buy health insurance, okay? And and um, and it's it's almost fairly uniquely American velocity model, right? Because most of its services and 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 such. So that's the kind of stuff that you're going to see. They're going to put a finer and finer point on it because the Federal Reserve can do it. They don't have to worry about this pesky thing called voting, right? They're just going to get in their little thing and just start, like the Wizard of Oz, just start moving levers around. Mm-hmm. That's what oh, they Oh, yeah, want. yeah, exactly. Well, let me ask you this. Let's, let's go to the right to the root of what Bob Kudla believes. How are all these trends affecting what you're doing with your business at Trade Genius? Yeah, um, not so much. You know, so we, our, our view is, is that um, uh, other than short term trades in for a day or two, is is that uh, energy is and is where you're making your money, and and so we just stay and look for those opportunities, and then longer term, like I said, uraniums are, are the one I'm still most excited about long term. You got uranium, and then um, gold and silver are coming close under heels, and then natural gas companies. So, you know, looking at my chart today, um, let me. Uh, pull it up here for you so we have you know right now we're in like seven trades active for the for trade genius we got taken out of, of three of them uh, for loss and one for gain um, over these last three days just you know you can't avoid it when the market's down seven percent two days you're going to take some losses but positions that we're in is is that my shipping companies are fine, and uh, I'm in soybeans and coal, corn. They're fine, and then uh, we took profit on on our energy names. So, and and now we're just sitting and waiting. And we had a couple positions where we're short. We weren't as short as we we would have been if we um, had better uh, insight as to the sell off. But 
there's a couple stocks you can own that help you when the market's soft. And so we have those. So overall, 64.45% Dave is our win record. My average net gain is still at 147.08% annualized. And then for every given trade, we, we make 1.41% net of any loss. And we're holding average of three days. So we're fine. And like I said, um, most people can't short the market and they get too confused with options. So all we've been doing is we're waiting till Wednesday before we start pushing in the chips again with more trades. And that's the Fed meeting Wednesday. So what do you, what do you think is going to happen in this Fed meeting? Uh, so the thinking was going into this week, I'll raise it 50 basis points with the inflation rate coming out at 8.3%, which is a joke. It's double that is uh, they'll raise it 75 basis points. Either one of those are likely to be bullish. If he goes 50 basis points, then I think you'll see gold and silver and, and commodities skyrocket because he's not keeping up with inflation. If you, if, and that'll move the market higher because it'll really reduce the volatility indexes because it's a known event. If you go 75 basis points, everybody's going to say the Fed is serious. Therefore, they may not, they're going to, they're, they're going to stop raising interest rates. The market will go higher. So my suspicion is the low that we're in today, um, right now is on SPY is 374.93. Okay. If that holds for today, I think that holds for the week. And we'll end the week much higher than that. Now, there could be a stab down into Wednesday because people are still nervous. But typically in these situations, Friday down, Monday down. And then you get what's called a turnaround Tuesday uh, that people are reacting to these last two days down. And then the Fed meeting is going to be, we're already painting the worst case scenario. The market likes to sell the rumor and buy the fact. And so that's what's happening now. They're selling the rumor, and they'll buy the known fact, regardless of what that fact is. Okay, that's to me. That's um, you're optimistic, and 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 tell me why you can be optimistic when America seems to be bearish on the market. Well, because you know they're they're in the wrong stuff. <laughs> okay, that that's well. Uh, yeah, and you know, you've hit some of that. You've said what to be day, in specifically. I said, well, yeah, 30% of my portfolio. I said, well, I'm at all-time highs. And just because it's your mix. It's a mix of what you own. And so, you know, when, you're, when your biggest position you own is ExxonMobil, and ExxonMobil has gone up 200% in two years, Dave, it's hard to be negative, okay? You know, and... and and, you know, if you're in shipping stocks that have gone up and paying 15, 18% dividends, it's hard to be negative. You know, and uranium, um, even though it's bouncing around, we, we're teaching people how to sell calls against it every week. So you're basically lowering your cost every single week. So, you know, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, look, I think our political construct is that such that the American people don't care until they care, and when they care, they get rid of the fools. And I think we're about ready to get rid of the fools. And we have we have many intrinsic advantages in this United States. We can feed ourselves. We have enough energy to energize ourselves. It's all political will, okay? And Americans don't want to be, they don't like being told what to do for a long period of time. And you're seeing it. And look it. And I think they made a big strategic error here, um, thinking the Hispanic vote was going to be monolithic, like the black vote. Um, yeah, well, they can't count on all the blacks either. Now there's a shift going on there, and not as dramatic as Hispanics, but there is. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, I, I hate to use this term, recession proof. So let me think of a different term, but but you seem to have found a model that you can run contrary to the stream of negativity that's, that is permeating the market and causing so many people to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's always a bull market somewhere, Dave. And since you and I have talked, oil has gone up $2 a barrel. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I better run to the gas station. This hour. But that's what I'm saying is that, you know, 
if I do one thing well is I think I have good vision, okay? Um, and so, uh, and and only because I don't put rose-colored glasses on, you know. Um, and, and, and these moves, they're not surprise moves. So if you know where the hockey puck is going, right, um, why skate somewhere else? Own the things that go up. I mean, it sounds so trite, but it's so true. So you want to own things that are going to go up, and you want to avoid things that go down, all right? You know, we told people, because we have we sell crypto too, we told people six months ago, stay away from the altcoins, okay? Stay away. Stay away to the fall. And look what happened. So many people got their heads handed to them in all, all crypto coins. I've been begging people to get into energy for the last two years. Look, just yeah, pull up have. all our... To pull up all our interviews. I've been begging people yep, to get in energy. Absolutely. You know, I told you, I think, when oil was at sixty dollars, I said if it goes over sixty five dollars, we're going to hundred and thirty dollars a barrel. And guess where we went to? hundred and thirty one twenty five. Am I Nostradamus? No. It's math. And 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 that's how these markets work. They work they're mathematical constructs. And 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 I remember I told people to get into fertilizer two years ago, and then fertilizer jumped up 300%. Now I'm begging people to get into uranium because uranium will go from the bottom to the top 800%. We're only one-third of the way there. I told people now this summer, get into the grains, going into the fall. That's a good place to hide out. You're going to get paid. Own shippers because they pay dividends, Okay. These dividends, they're paying, everybody's paying north of 10% dividends for these shipping companies. Okay, they're not, they're not making enough ships. They can't afford to build ships, Dave. No. So the guys that own ships can, look at Biden, he was bitching and moaning about that last week. I know. Well, what's but, he going to do? Yeah. Well, none, of them are, none of them are U.S. flagged. And if he, decides to, if he decides to confiscate them or tax them, they just won't come here. <laughs> I know. That's, he has no options, and I've said that. Uh, before we talk about how people can actually look into Trade Genius, let me ask you a question. Um, one of the things when I talk to people, they go, i got to find a way to outrun inflation. Does Trade Genius do that for people who participate? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's the things we just talked about this past hour, that's how you do it. You know, these, these things will all outrun inflation. You know, so you you know the the the, comp- the companies that that in the shipping area their 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 dividend rates are higher than the inflation rate. Okay, energy companies are outperforming inflation, and so so on and so forth. So so those are the things that we we, we will help you with. And then we'll, the most important thing we do is we teach you how to trade, teach you how to use the algorithms. We tell you where the macro is, where you should be. Um, involved in we have chat rooms for you and and um you know if you want to trade with us 65 percent off anything bundled stocks crypto futures markets anything non-bundled anything non-bundled we um uh use promo code father's day and you get 40 percent off okay but what do, what do you mean by bundled non-bundled what are you specifically referring yeah, to yeah well we we bundle things so we'll put three or four services together into one package and then we just we just make the pricing more attractive for you. Okay, so you make a how to. That's what you're doing. Yeah. There. Okay. So in other words, we want you to buy the bundles. We make it worth your while to take them. All right. But if you don't want to bundle and you want to just pick and choose, you just go um, use a promo code Father's Day and you get forty percent off anything non bundled. But the better deal is the bundle. Yeah, and then you can you you get um, you get some guidance, and here's how we make the money, and you just follow the model, and and so it sounds like if you just know how to follow directions, you're going to make money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if it if it, if you were a hundred percent, it would be called collecting, right? So you have these situations where you know you can't avoid to lose money, but also you learn best practices too. You know, don't don't concentrate your bets. You know, things like that. Have stop losses. Take your loss when it's a loss, and move on to the next trade. Okay, that that uh, yeah, and I like the approach. Okay, so the offer expires. And my notes here, I see it expires this Saturday, the eighteenth at midnight. 
So, folks, you don't have real long. you got a few days here to get into this, and I would really recommend doing it because I hear from people from Trade Genius in our audience, and they say that they are definitely outpacing uh, inflation, and that's uh, that's a great thing. Bob, thanks so much for joining us again, ladies and gentlemen. TradeLikeAGenius.com is where you go. And uh, take advantage of the bundled, non-bundled items, and the coupon code again is Father's Day. Thanks a lot, Bob. Very interesting. Uh, thanks for having me, Dave. Have a good one. Welcome. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.